Blog Talk Radio. Last week I was speaking on the prodigal son and how I believe that God had told me that there was going to be a, an increase of prodigals that were going to go, come into our lives, prodigal sons, but not just sons, but prodigal sons and prodigal daughters. And how in Luke chapter 15, the father was looking for the son to to come before he ever showed up. So I believe that, that faith was birthed in his heart, but I also believe that there was hope that was birthed in his heart. And I'm going to possibly talk some about about hope, about Bible hope uh, today. But uh, this because the father was looking for the son, and the father had decided to give the son the inheritance and and that was the wrong thing, you know. That was the wrong thing for the son, but but the father, even though he didn't have to, he gave it anyways. And there's a scripture in Psalms that talks about that God can give us our requests, but with the requests that He gives us, He can send leanness within our our soul. And and so the son began to realize that what he was doing wasn't working in in Luke 15:15 15, 15, it says then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into the fields to feed swine and he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate and no one gave him anything see his provision was not tied to the world his provision was tied to his relationship with the Father. Boy, that's so good. His provision was not tied to the world, but his provision was tied to his relationship with his earthly father. And this story is also talking about what the heavenly father is like. And it, But no one gave him anything, see, because... Uh, there's not a compassion in the world. It says, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. When he came to himself, I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I like that. I've sinned against heaven but I've also sinned against you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Make me like a servant. It's amazing in the, the epistles how Paul would call call himself a servant, a slave of the Lord Jesus, but he also was a son. So this humility is what causes us to be sons. John one twelve says, But as to as many as received him, to those he gave the right to be, to become the sons of God. Isn't that something to to become? To become and to become a son of God is first of all something that happens on the inside that your spirit is made new. 
And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And what's going to cause these sons to change? What's going to cause these daughters to change? It's the compassion that's in our hearts. Now, we're to have a heart of compassion, and and Jesus did miracles through compassion. He healed the sick. He taught. You know, he he looked at looked at the the sheep, and they were scattered without a shepherd. And um, he began to teach him. He had compassion on them, and he taught them. And uh, he had compassion on them, and he and he fed them. He had compassion on them, and he healed them. So compassion will propel you into action. He says, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. See, but being son was not based on worthiness. We're not sons because we're worthy. We're sons because we receive the free gift of God that is offered to him. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe. Now we know this is the robe of righteousness. This is the robe that makes us right by faith. But the other thing I believe about this robe is I believe this robe was a robe that was uniquely fitted to him. I'm thinking about how when Joseph in the Old Testament came into his his inheritance, he had to begin to wear a certain type of clothing. He had to begin to be clothed in a dignity. And that's what the devil tries to do. The devil tries to steal our dignity and put shame on us. But but we can walk in the royalty of God. Bring out the best robe. See, there's a best robe for you. There's a robe of righteousness that you're made right. But the best robe is also has to do with the robe that God has given you for what you are uniquely called to do. Bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand. And so he gave him authority and then sandals on his feet and bring this fatted calf here and kill kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. And this is what we're going to see. We're going to see these sons, we're going to see these daughters become alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the hired servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was hung angry and would not go in. And see, this is what the devil wants to cause to happen in our lives, that we'll begin to be angry at the Lord because the Lord hadn't answered the way we thought he should answer. I remember many years ago when I had a nervous breakdown and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and then I had the breakdown and I went through a period of time where I was angry at God because God hadn't answered the way that I thought he should answer. 
but I'm I'm grateful that God loved me and that I chose to come in and I chose to be his, his son. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I've been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young boat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours, this son of yours, in other words, he didn't know how to rejoice. He didn't know how to rejoice when other people were be, were blessed. Who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. All that I have. Now, some people say that the son didn't get any inheritance. Um, and, the, and the elder son, you know, was the one that still had his inheritance. But it seems to me that the inheritance, and if if we go further in the epistles, we find out that we have an inheritance, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will begin to show us what our inheritance is, and our inheritance covers all of life. So I believe that because this son came back to the Father, I believe he had an inheritance. Now, whether his earthly father gave him his inheritance, maybe not. But but because he was rightly related to the father, he qualified for an inheritance. Freely you have received. Freely give. You know, the scripture talks about Jesus hanging on the cross and if Jesus demonstrated his love for us by dying on the cross. Will he not freely give us all things? It was right, verse 32, is right that we should make merry and be glad. For your brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Now, very important ingredient in sin, miracles manifest is the ingredient of hope. And uh, many times people just want to skip over hope like it's not it's not important. And hope is not uh, wishful thinking. Hope is confident expectation of good. But hope is also truth truth of the word of god another definition for hope is confident expectation based on solid certainty you know i, I like that song my hope is built on nothing less than jesus blood and righteousness i dare not trust the sweetest frame but holy lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And sometimes you're leveled. Sometimes you go through things where it looks like your whole life is leveled. And the Bible talks about two houses, a house built on the rock, a house built on the sand. And when the storms came, the storms revealed how the house was built. 
And when the storms come, what is left is what you can build on. And uh, the scripture says that we can build on three things. We can build on faith, we can build on hope, and we can build on love. Now, hope is one of the things we can build on. You know, so so many people want to go straight to faith, but first they have to begin to build a foundation of hope. And in a foundation of hope, we begin to see God move in our lives. We begin to see God do different things, and and we can we can call to remembrance those things that He's done before, and that causes there to be hope. That that causes there to be a confident expectation for good. Instead of looking for the bad, instead of looking for things not to work out, we begin to look for the good. And we begin to live our lives with expectation. See, if we're not careful, the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick But desire fulfilled is a tree of life. See, desire, when desire is fulfilled, when we see things we believe for and we see them manifest, it says that's a tree of life and that'll bring life. But hope deferred. So when hope is delayed, and sometimes we go through delay, sometimes we think the answer should have already come. But the Bible says that we inherit the promises of God through faith and through patience we inherit the promises of God. Now this this prodigal son came to a point where he realized that there was something different for his life. There was something better. And maybe you're at that point today where you know that God has something more for your life. And I just encourage you right now to open up your heart and just pray this after me and just say, Father, I just give you afresh my life right now. I commit my life afresh to you. And I declare that I want to walk with you. And I declare that I trust you. And I declare that I trust you even when it doesn't make sense. And I thank you for breathing on my life in a fresh way, for moving in my life in a fresh way by the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for the promises that you've spoken concerning my life and that all those promises are yea. And now I place my amen. And I say that there will be a fulfillment of the things that you've that you've told me, the things that you've whispered to me in the dark, the things that you've whispered to me even in a night season, even in the middle of a storm, that those things will be manifest in the light. And I thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> well, this is Pastor Brad Morgan. It was good being with you today. I hope you enjoyed the message. I would like to encourage you to visit our website at newlifebeginningschurch.com. That's newlifebeginningschurch.com. There's a secure site there where you can sow. 
into this ministry. If you would like to sow by mail, our address is New Life Beginnings Church, P.O. Box 203, Patterson, Texas, 77466. If you do not have a church home, I want to invite you to come visit ours. Our Sunday service is at 1030. The church address is 5609 FM 359 North, Brookshire, Texas. We offer child care for the four-year-olds and younger. We also offer children's church for the five-year-olds up to fifth grade twice a month. On Wednesday nights, we reach out to the kids in the Brookshire Patterson area. We have service and classes that start at 7 p.m. If you have prayer requests or would like to speak with us, our church phone number is 281-802-8094. You can contact me by email at bmorgan542 at gmail.com. That's bmorgan542 at gmail.com. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast. The best is yet to come wherever you get your podcast. This program is sponsored by New Life Beginnings Church. And again, this is Pastor Brad Morgan. And I would like to remind you, the best is yet to come. We love you. And thanks for listening.